Now is the perfect time to remove all blockages from your body with Reiki. That's why I have created the Fertility Foundation Collective. We now have over 60 Reiki babies. To join, go to carolinasotomayor.com. Hi, I'm Carolina, your podcast host and expert womb healer. Over the past five years, I've served over 500 women to remove physical blockages in their bodies. We achieve this with Reiki. I believe healing doesn't have to be done alone, nor should it be. You will hear stories of healing, methods to heal with, and guest speakers covering taboo topics you won't hear anywhere else. Let's continue this journey of womb healing together. I am Caroline, your podcast host and expert Reiki womb healer. And today we are talking about conception blockages. What could be standing in your way of your pregnancy or keeping you from getting pregnant? So this is very important. It essentially is the essence of what I do. It's a big chunk of when people come to work with me, this is what we're solving. What is the blockage? How do we address the blockage? How do we heal the blockage and what are we going to do to permanently release it, remove it, eliminate it if possible? So when we're talking about conception blockages, this is the concept that I want to paint for you is you have a physical blockage and that can be showing up in an ailment like PCOS, which is very common, endometriosis, very common, or a lack of a period, or sometimes it will just say irregular periods. Sometimes we don't have a period or sometimes they come too often or sometimes we bleed for too long. So then that also is then indicating a hormonal imbalance. So all of those physical conditions are based upon and imbalances in the body. Those imbalances can occur because they're stuck emotions that haven't been released. So the idea is, the concept is that you have an idea and then the idea can turn into emotion. And if that emotion's not released, it can manifest itself into a physical condition. So also how our traumas and how we handle them can certainly impact our stuck emotions in our bodies. What I found there are patterns with PCOS for women when they are children, they are made to adults and be mature way too soon. And what that causes is for them to have to be the adult instead of being the child in their childhood. So maybe they're being the parent to the parent or a lot of circumstances, especially being first generation, a lot of Latina children or Latino children have to be translators for their adults who may not speak English. And they're going to doctor's office, reading mail and handling adult situations that may be that are not meant for them. So that made them have to come with ovary, masculine energy and assertiveness that was premature. And that's a common pattern I've seen in PCOS. So we have to look at whatever the ailment is, the condition, what is the stuck emotion 
and where is it in the body. So it's not infertility. We're looking at particularly at the womb. We're looking to see what stuck emotions are in the pelvis. Where is there pain in the pelvis? And we'll apply Reiki to it. Sometimes we never know what the blockage, emotional blockage is, but we are applying Reiki and looking to remove as much of that energy that's behind the pain in that certain area of the body in releasing it. Sometimes we're not meant to know what it is. If a person has pain in their chest or for me, I have asthma. So for asthma, our lungs hold a lot of grief, a lot of heartache. So for me, whenever my lungs get tight or I'm asthmatic, I need to pay attention to energetically, what am I holding on to? What does my body need to release? And I can apply Reiki to it to release it and move through it. Whenever we have an emotion, our body only holds it for 90 seconds. We only feel it for 90 seconds. Are we going to hold on to it or are we going to release it? As children of American society, we're taught to stuff things, to ignore things, to silence our feelings, to men are often taught, don't feel. If you're a man, then you shouldn't cry. So our emotions are, we're conditioned to believe and groomed to ignore our emotions, to not even identify them in a lot of cases. And it's difficult to switch from, oh, (laughs) don't feel them to feel them. And it's really important to understand how quickly they can be released, but it also has to be a very mindful practice. So what could be staying in the way you're pregnancy? It could be a trauma. It could be something from your childhood. Usually it goes deep. Sometimes the things that we're feeling on the outer external layers are just symptoms of our truer, deeper root cause. A lot of women that I work with are anxious. They're nervous, but people in their life wouldn't describe them as that. They would call them trustworthy and reliable and loving and caring, but they can still be nervous and they can still be anxious. I was a nervous, anxious person, but the root cause And what was my blockage and my fertility was the grief. I had lost my dad two years prior. I was a newlywed. I was very stressed. And the grief basically shut down my womb. There was nothing wrong with me physically. All the hormones were fine. My anatomy was fine. And I was ovulating. Everything was fine, but we weren't getting pregnant. However, what grief happened, what it did to my life was it made me feel unsafe. It made me feel unworthy. It made me feel disconnected with who I was. The grief of a parent will change you. I had lost my dad and there were so many things that I had wrapped up in my dad and so many things I wanted to prove to him. And it was very difficult to understand how my grief could affect my fertility. And it was exactly that. Because I felt unsafe and I felt unworthy and I felt out of control and I felt disconnected from my womb. Those were four very deeply womb-related issues. If you look up sacral plexus chakra, those are four very important things that are found in that region. The sacral plexus chakra has things that it's responsible for. And emotional safety is one of them. 
creativity, pleasure, worthiness, connected to your soul, portal of creation, all are in there. Feeling safe, feeling grounded is definitely your root chakra, but it's definitely tied and connected to your womb. I didn't feel grounded. I felt very unsafe, very ungrounded because my family structure had been rattled. This huge part of my life is gone. Like he's never existed, vanished. So my physical blockage was, I just wasn't getting pregnant. Everything was fine. But when you dive deeper, why is she anxious? Why is she anxious? Why is she nervous? Why is she sad? Why is she depressed? Why is she overworking herself? Why is she hellpent? Why does she have no peace? All of these symptoms were because I felt unsafe. I was missing my dad. I was not like myself. All of those were the root causes. So big traumas, the loss of my dad definitely impacted my fertility. So big traumas can also definitely block your infertility. I believe if you can heal as much as you can before you try to get pregnant or while you're actively trying to conceive, it will make your process of fertility, pregnancy, birth, and postpartum that much easier. Unhealed traumas, unhealed pain, unhealed emotions will complicate those seasons of your life. And that's why I do what I do. That's why I created the Fertility Foundation membership. That's why I am launching my group program, Next Level Fertility, where I teach you how to do Reiki, dive into these exact issues and curated plan of healing that's strategic, efficient, easy to follow with me over 12 weeks on how to remove as many blockages as possible and know how to remove them even after the program is over. So energy can flow. It can also get stuck. And that's essentially what is happening in these blockages. It's just stuck energy. It hasn't been addressed. You may not even know it's there. But just know if you're feeling pain in your body, there's energy that's stuck there. When a Reiki practitioner works on a client, they'll spend time on every chakra area. So your feet, your ankles are where most people start or at your crown at your head. But the most common areas where energy gets stuck is in the knees, in the pelvis, in the elbows, in the wrists, in the jaw. Anything that's like a joint, a, a lot of stress in our face and a lot in the knees. And just a lot in the pelvis bowl. There's so much life that we live and experience. So many thoughts, so many feelings, so many relationships, so many friendships, so many connections, so many places we go, so many things we touch. And if we don't address and clean our energy, like good energetic hygiene, you can get clogged. You can get blocked real easy. So a good action you can take away from this is when's the last time you did an energetic cleanse? And I'm not talking about going to a bruja or anything like that. And if just like, <laughs> if you know what a bruja is, then you know what you know. But I'm talking about like energetic cleanse, meaning like when's the last time you grounded? When's the last time you did meditation? Maybe you do Florida water. Maybe you do a salt bath, a pink salt 
bath and you do set the intention of doing an energetic cleanse, resetting. A lot of these blockages do require inner work. With Reiki, sometimes it's enough to release it without too much digging. But in the case of me, I'll just use myself as an example, where my grief was blocking my fertility, I was actively working on it. I had been in therapy for a while. And it was at the advice of my therapist that I get Reiki. And then I got pregnant the next month. I had done a lot of inner work on that issue for it to happen so blissfully, so miraculously. Some of these issues do require work, inner work, shadow work, identity work, however you want to call it, it's the same thing. It's the matter of you coming to terms with what happened, de-triggering it, neutralizing how that event comes up to your mind and how your body reacts to it. And then just releasing the attachments you have to it, the attachments it has to your energy, to your body and removing it from your physical tissue so that you can feel lighter, so you can feel more like yourself because these are attachments, these are stuck. So it's really important to understand that that is the process. Where do you feel pain? Where's the blockage? And can we de-trigger that blockage? What's attached to that blockage? What event started it? What relationship is it associated to? How do you feel about that? The emotions that you feel about it, are those still true for you? Or are you reacting from a younger version of yourself? Who do you want to process this with? You might need a therapist. That's okay. You don't have to go to a therapist when, unless, you know, shit's on fire. You don't have to do that. You can go to therapist before something bad happens. You can go to a therapist to be your sounding board. I think therapists are fantastic as being a neutral person that you can feel safe with. There are so many things that could be blocking your fertility. So it's just not physical. And what's causing the physical? What are the things that are behind this? What are the emotions? What are the negative thoughts? Is there any relationships that you just need to cut the fuck out? There are some people that I had in my life, coworkers, that were just flaming doo-doos, flaming piles of crap. They just inflicted so much pain on me. And I had such low self-worth that I didn't see it. And then when I cut those relationships go, life was so much better. I also had a fantastic support system within my husband and I wish everyone had a Ryan. I wish everyone can know what it's like to be loved like that. It's one of my greatest things in my life is to be loved by him and feel safe. He made me feel safe again. So if you have emotional blockages, it's really important to figure out where are you feeling them first and go from there. It is possible once you release them that those areas of the body are going to heal. Sometimes, depending on the trauma, it's not a one and done. I think always know that healing is not a one-time event, that healing is a relationship that you need to have, just like you have a relationship with money, your spouse, your partner, your friends, with yourself. It's going to evolve, but it also takes commitment to make sure it's moving forward and evolving with you. It's important to understand that healing with these 
it doesn't all have to be done at once. I certainly didn't heal all of my relationship with my dad that had passed in a single Reiki session, but I had healed enough and released enough in that one session to get that sacral plexus chakra open, which it needs to be open in order for you to conceive and to carry your baby. You want it to be open and flowing. That's like the optimal state of being for chakras. You just need to heal enough to release it. And everything's not going to happen at once because I'm still healing my relationship with my dad and he's been dead eight years. And I've gone through layers of that. So it's really important to have a realistic view of like, okay, I'm going to do this inner work. I'm going to do the shadow work, depending like what side of TikTok you're on or where you're on YouTube. All of that's going to come in phases and be gentle with yourself. Ask questions. Also, it's really important if you're working through blockages to have a mentor or to have a healer you're working with or a therapist. Sometimes also people may not agree with the concept that the physical is attached to the emotional, but they very much are. Your mind, body, and soul is one thing. It's not separate. They all flow together. So if one is off, then the other two will be off. So it's really important to understand that conception blockages are both physical and emotional. And Reiki can help with that. Reiki can help heal and remove as much as your body is willing to. And sometimes one session is not enough. Sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes you might need a mix of modalities. You might need more than Reiki. You might need therapy and Reiki to address the emotional blockages. And always seek your doctor and come up with a treatment plan with your doctor for the physical diagnosis. That's so important. Reiki complements any medical treatment plan. So that's why I always like Reiki. Western and Eastern medicine, they're made to go together. So another story I have is we had a client and she had tried for two years with a particular fertility clinic. She was on the East Coast and they had gotten a certain number of embryos, had like five embryos, and she had done three rounds of IVF. And they could never really tell her why she would walk away from the clinic, like not knowing why they had failed. And she lost trust with the doctor. Her husband was exhausted. Their marriage was stressed. And the third try, actually, they did get pregnant and it ended up with an atopic pregnancy. That's what it was. And the atopic pregnancy was super painful. And she lost her left tube. And she just needed a break. She was done. And it was, she was devastated that all of this work, and it's a very common thing. I've done all these things, spent all this money, and have nothing to show for it. And she had lost all of remnants of, in her words, of who she was. She didn't know what it was to be like to be happy. All she knew were needles and let's get ready for the next round. And it just became this cycle. And she said, I just stopped living during that time. She had stopped living and she didn't know what joy was. So she took a break. She was, I just need a break. And we worked together and she started to live again. She started to find joy again. She started to get to know who she was. She started to work again and her career was going very well. And she started to find joy in being 
an adult woman for a while. And the blockages that she had, we had to unravel because they were tightly tucked away. It's very common when you're going through back-to-back rounds of fertility treatment that you have to tuck these things away. You don't have time. In a lot of cases, a women don't take the time in between, whatever reason, to process the emotions. And I often treat every round of IVF in IUI as a loss. Energetically, I learned that a long time ago. You have to treat it like it's a loss. There's a lot more effort that goes into it than just having you know, a heterosexual couple's night of happiness. When you're doing those fertility treatments, there's so much that goes into it. So during her process, we had to process her broken trust with the provider, the stress. And she said she had a lot of regret of not being able to tell her husband, you know, that they would go to an ultrasound or that they had a lot of mourning because when they found out they were pregnant and when they found out it was in a topic, it was this immediate devastation. Like, oh, we're finally, this was their first pregnancy. She had never been pregnant before and then they lost it. So as soon as they got something that they had wanted so badly, then it was taken away from them. So there was a lot of feeling that the rug had been pulled out from underneath them. So after a year of working together, I advocated for her to find a new clinic where she felt safe and to do meet and greets and consult. So she found a clinic and a doctor that she felt comfortable with. Her husband was ready to try again and they went on. They went on to have an embryo and they just had the baby and they're doing fantastic. And with this round, she was able to feel empowered by the decisions that she was making. There wasn't a rush this time. She had come for her and her journey. She had come to terms with and looked at what life was going to be like with her and her husband alone without babies and with babies. And they decided they wanted life with babies and they were going to pursue with the embryos that they had left. So, and that was really important to figure out like, where do you want? Because everything comes back to you. What do you want? And what do you want to have? And what choices do you want to make? And what action plan are we going to take to get there? And for her, she had to let go of the trust And in this one, her actively seeking out a new doctor, her actively out these hard conversations with her husband saying, this time I want this. I felt like this last time. These are the things I need in a new clinic. These are the things I need in the next round. This is what I would like for my pregnancy. This is what I intend to do. And for my birth, I want X, Y, Z. Went on for her postpartum for postpartum, what are our intentions? How are you going to take care of yourself? What does baby care look like? How does support for you and your spouse look like? I mean, super empowerment. So we went from feeling unsafe and feeling like complete devastation because she's had a significant loss and trauma to her body to now feeling like I have a voice and she's calling the shots, but her blockages and the broken trust of her body, like she didn't trust her body. She didn't trust the doctor, she didn't trust the clinic for various mistakes that they had made. And then also with the topic pregnancy that just contributed to so much in her journey. And she went on to get pregnant with IVF and the support of Reiki. She learned how to do Reiki for herself. 
I know she's postpartum and she's doing Reiki on herself and her baby. And it's such a beautiful thing. So if you have questions, I would love to answer them on Instagram or shoot us an email. Everything's in our show notes. And I would love to see you on the next episode. I hope you have a great day. It was an honor to connect and serve you this week. If you are a spiritually curious person wanting to conceive and heal blockages in your fertility, click the link in the episode description to learn more about the Fertility Foundation Collective. Until next time, my friend, know you are loved.